Take your Bibles and turn with me tonight to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We've been in a series on Wednesday nights that we have titled Power in That Name. And of course, the so many different names in the Scripture. And with those names, we find out more about the Lord Jesus Christ. But with that, we're learning a little bit more about how we're to live according to His name. And the different things that, it, that we're being taught by His name should be applied to our lives. So we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 1 is where we'll begin reading. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's Word if you're able to this evening. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and we'll begin reading in verse 1. And verse 1 says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk, not with meat, for hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envy and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of, a Paul, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers who, by whom ye believed? Even as the Lord gave to every man, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building." According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, and stubble, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work be, shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. If you look back in verse 11 there, that will be our text for the scene. It says, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. I'd like to preach a message I've titled, Jesus the Foundation. And let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening asking, Lord, that you would meet with us in a very special way. Lord, I pray that you give us understanding. I pray that the Holy Spirit of God would deal with our hearts and open our understanding. Forgive us of our sin, Lord, where we have sinned against you even this day, Lord. I pray that you'd cleanse us, Lord, and that you would just be glorified in all that's said and done. May you increase. May we decrease. May you be exalted in all that's done tonight. Father, I pray that you would help us, Lord, to understand this, even another name of Jesus Christ, the foundation. Father, I pray now that you watch over us and be with us. For this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. Many times we find, as I said, uh, it may be a name or a title, but it's in reference to Jesus Christ. There again, if you look at that, verse 11 says, For other foundation can no man lay than is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And so we find that Jesus Christ is that foundation. 
Paul was facing some problems. He was facing some major problems in that uh, people were in the, you might say in the flesh, they were carnal. They were talking about, uh, about they were, one would say, I'm of, a, I'm of Paul. Another would say, I'm of Apollos. And basically what they were saying is that, hey, listen, uh, Paul's my leader. He's the one that led me. Boy, I'll tell you what, we got the best one here. Another would say, well, I'm of Apollos. No, I think Apollos was better. And, and he's the one that led me to the Lord, or he's the one that I'm following. And Paul was trying to give them to understand that, hey, listen, uh, it's not about earthly leadership. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There in, in verse 4 says, For while one saith, I am of Paul, another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Otherwise, the flesh was getting involved in the, in the spiritual matters because they was more concerned about who they was following there on earth than following Jesus Christ. And they was more interested in doing what the, that those leaders were doing. Verse 5 says, Who then is Paul? Who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. And boy, I'll tell you what, we're interested in the increase. We're interested in the fruit that comes forth from it. That's the real test right there. And he goes on and said, So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God which that giveth the increase. You know, today we find a lot of people who are following, and I'm not saying that, that they're not important, but what we got, we got too many people that are putting leaders and preachers and teachers up on pedestals. Can I tell you something? Preachers and, and teachers and all don't need to be put on pedestal. The Lord Jesus Christ needs to be on the pedestal, amen? He's the one that needs to be lifted up. He's the one that we're to put our eyes on. Because I want to tell you something, it doesn't matter how good a preacher he is, it doesn't matter how good a life he lives, it doesn't matter how good a teacher they are or how good a leader they are, they will fail you. Because, my friend, they are flesh. Just like Brother Jim and I was talking out there earlier and, and, he, and we was talking about some things. And he said, you know, he said, I've been saved for 61 years. And he said, but you know what? He said, I can still fall into any type of sin that's out there. And so true. Why? Because we're flesh. When you got saved, this body didn't get saved. The spiritual man came alive inside of you. The flesh didn't get saved. And so we see here that, that he was dealing with some... Um, some situations there, and he goes on. Jesus deals with the fact that he's the found, or Paul deals with the fact that Jesus is the foundation. You see, Jesus is the foundation that we're to build everything upon. Not just a little bit, but everything. Too many today are trying to just, okay, Sunday we'll build on Sunday. No, every day we're to build on Jesus Christ. Too many people say, well, you know, my spiritual life, where I read my Bible, where I pray and, and, and maybe talk to people, that's what I'm going to build on that foundation. No, absolutely everything in your life, in your life, is supposed to be built upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. We find there in Matthew chapter 7 that Jesus, of course, He is the only foundation. And, 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 and He tells us there in Matthew 7, it's in verse 24, we see the story here that the parable basically that Jesus gave says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon the rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be like unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand." The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell great, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And so we find that Jesus again was referring to himself as the rock, as the foundation 
that we're to build our lives upon. If we don't have a good foundation, things are going to crumble. Uh, you, we can go in here and we can talk to, to Thomas. He's a builder and different ones that's done any type of building. You know, one of the most important things many times is something that's not seen. And that is the foundation. When many times you look at the great building that's sitting there, you don't realize how important that foundation is. And over the years, there's been different ones who have built great buildings and everything, and they begin to have problems with those buildings. The walls begin to crack. The things begin to to sway in or to sway out. The roof begins to sag. And a lot of it is because the foundation is bad. If the foundation goes bad, everything else is going to crumble around it. And so the foundation is important. And so we're to build upon a good foundation. Jesus is that rock. He's that foundation. He's been laid, that foundation is laid deep and unmovable and is unmovable by the storms of life and eternal judgment. You know why a lot of Christians fail in their lives today? Because they're not building on the foundation. They're building on their wants. They're building on their desires. They're building on their, what they want to do instead of upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. They may be saved, but they're not building on Jesus Christ. That's why we see so much problem today in churches. Many churches are not building upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. They're building upon attendance. They're building upon programs. They're building upon uh, uh, feel-good services and things like that. And they're not laying uh, uh, the the building blocks upon Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you something. It's not about the numbers on the board. It's about Jesus Christ. It's not about the money that goes in the plate. It's about Jesus Christ. It's not about the people uh, that you can get up and, and, and get them excited for a little while and, and get them to say amen and, and raise their hands. Hey, it's about Jesus Christ because that's the foundation And we've got to build it upon that. A lot of churches today are beginning to close their doors. Can I tell you why? They're not being built on on the foundations that many of them opened up on. There's a lot of churches that started out right and was building upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. But in the latter years, they've been going after all this other junk that's going on. And that's why they're closing their doors. Because they're not building upon Jesus Christ. You see, upon this foundation, he said he told Peter that he would build his church and that it would stand the test of times. There in Matthew 16, 18, he says, And I say also unto thee that thou, Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know why churches are crumbling? Because they're not building on Jesus Christ. They're building on all the world's theologies and the world's ways and the world's excitements and things like that. Uh, I know of, um, well, and I don't mind to call it Saddleback Church. Do you know how they build their church? And they got big following. They send out a card. Every so often they, they poll the, the, uh, uh, the area, the whole area there where they're at out there in California. And on that card it says, what kind of music do you like? What type of TV programs do you watch? What, and all kinds of things. And I can take you, I, I, somewhere I've got the book. It's called A Purpose Driven Church, but he tells you how he, he builds his church. You know how he builds it? On what people want. Now, I'm, not, I'm not here to bash somebody tonight, but I'm just telling you how a lot of churches are building today. They're not building on the foundation. They're not building on Jesus Christ. They're built, he calls it building on the wave. He said certain things are up at times. He said you build on that. He said that's what you use. He said they'll go down. He said you find out what's up the next time. He said that's what you use. 
Jesus Christ said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's none of this wave stuff. My friend, if you find a wavy foundation, you got problems. I remember several years ago when we built the church there in New Franklin when I was the pastor there. And in the middle of pouring the foundation in the floor, this building was 75 foot wide and 120 foot long. It was within a sixteenth of an inch square. That's good. That's real good. But there was one problem. From this corner to that corner, there was two inches difference. In the middle of laying the thing out, they switched from a regular transit to one that to a um, um, a laser, and they forgot to compensate for the differences and adjust it. So when it was all said and done, and we was about to ready to start building. Uh, Gary Humphrey and I was standing there, and we was talking about it, and Gary said, something ain't right. I said, I know it. And we started measuring, and it was two inches difference from that corner to that corner. I said, what's the big deal? In fact, the guy said, nobody will ever know it. Uh, yeah. Uh, we did. Now, most people wouldn't see it with their eye. But uh, what happened is, is that it wound up that we had to put steel under the steel to raise it two inches on that back corner. And then all down that, that wall on that side, every stud that, ha, that was cut was cut different size. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Some of you guys that build. We had to cut every stud different size. Oh, yeah, there's a big difference. Now, if you go in there, most people never know the difference now. Brother Gary and I do. We laugh about it every once in a while. But, I mean, the building's fine. But, my friend, I want you to know something. Uh, you've got to get the foundation right. Now, it was strong, and it, no problem there. There's just a difference in it. But you know what? Some people are willing to accept anything as a foundation. That's our problem today. Jesus is the only foundation that's going to stand. He's the only one that can stand the, the, the storms and, and, and go through the, the testing of times. And only Jesus Christ, a foundation of Jesus Christ, a solid foundation. Even Satan can't destroy that foundation. This is a foundation. Jesus Christ is a foundation upon which the temple of God is to be built. Okay? Over in, in, there in verse 16, he says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? And if any man dwell, uh, defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. If you go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, it says, What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own? It's exactly like this. Come here, Blake. Okay. Paul just said that we're to build the temple. We're to build the temple on the foundation. And we look around, and a lot of people today, they think about this building here. This is not the temple of God. This is the temple of God. And so basically what it is, is that his life is to be built on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Not this building that we call a church. We are the church. I'll deal with that in a minute. This is the temple of God. And so the temple of God, everything that goes into this body, to, and into this mind, and into this life, should be built upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. 
Too many times today we think, oh, they're young, let them sow their wild oats. No, my friend, because you're building upon a foundation. Well, you know, it's no big deal. Hey, listen, we're building upon a foundation. The foundation is supposed to be Jesus Christ. Now, he can do one thing. Stand stand, stand like this. He can have one foot on the foundation of Jesus Christ and one foot off the foundation of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, he said, okay, part-time, I'm I'm building on Jesus Christ. Part-time, I'm building on something else. Okay, let me build you a house that way. We'll put part of the foot or part of the, 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 the wall sill, we'll put part of it on the foundation. The other part we're going to let hang off and down on the ground. We're going to set it like this. Guess what? You're going to have problems. Why are we having problems as Christians? When what is needed is that we have everything built on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And so we are the temple of God. It's important. Our lives are important. It's not just about you and me. It's about the Lord. It's about the temple of God that magnifies the Lord. And so we're to build upon the foundation Jesus Christ. We're to to allow Him to to do the work that He wants to. Everything about about us is the temple of God. We're to build upon that foundation and lay it on that foundation Jesus Christ. The church, as I said, is to be built upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. We are the church. I don't think anybody would argue with that. It's not this building. This is where we meet. It's where the church meets. And we call it a church. Go to the church house. Well, it's because it's the meeting house of the church. We are the church. Well, we find there in Matthew 16, 18, it says, And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And a lot of people say, well, he's talking about Peter. No, he's not talking about Peter. In fact, if you go back to the previous verses, the word Peter means pebble. doesn't mean rock. And basically it would be like this. If, if that was Peter and, the, and I was Jesus Christ, he'd say, Peter, pebble, upon this rock we'll build the church. I'll build the church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He didn't say, Peter, we're going to build the, we're going to build the church on you, like some people try to say. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against him. No, Jesus said that, he said we're going to build the church upon the rock, which is Jesus Christ, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Why? Because it is such a strong foundation. And if we build our lives upon Jesus Christ, we can stand the storms, we can take the winds, we can take the rain. Doesn't mean that we'll enjoy them. Doesn't mean that we may feel like things are going to come apart. But my friend, I want you, you everybody sit in, the, in your house at times and, or maybe in a building and the wind is blowing tremendously and you hear it creaking and popping and you begin to think, man, is the roof going to come off? But it stays on. Sometimes in our life it's that way. Sometimes we wonder if we're going to be able to stand. But my friend, if you built upon Jesus Christ, upon that foundation, you're going to be able to stand. Ephesians 5.25, the latter part of that verse, it says, Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That's you and me. And so if he loved us that much, shouldn't we build upon him as the foundation? He is that foundation. Not only is the church built upon, but our works are to be built upon this foundation. Ephesians 2 and verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, 
which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. You say, well, preach while you bring that up. Because I want you to understand that everything about your life is to be built on Jesus Christ. We have got to the point as Christians today that we're dividing our lives up like, well, this is just my church life, and this is my work life, and this is my recreation life, and, and this is my whatever life. And so over here, I'm supposed to really be spiritual. But when I leave that place, then I can do anything and act any way and talk any way and do anything I want to do in all these other areas of my life. No, my friend, we're to build upon Jesus Christ. It's our, we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Those works are to be built upon Jesus Christ, which is the foundation. Every part of our lives. You don't have a spiritual life and a work life. You don't have a spiritual life and a recreation life. You don't have a spiritual life and a whatever life. You have a life that is to be built on Jesus Christ. Which encompasses everything in our lives. I, over the years I've had people say, tell me this. And profess to be Christians and I have no reason to think that they're not. But all of a sudden, they'll, they'll get dirty-mouthed or they'll do something. they say, well, you know, I, it's, just, you know I, it's just something I have to do. This, you know, and some of them, I've had, I've had some say, well, you know, I, I'm in business, and, you know, sometimes you just got to say those things when you're business. And I'll usually look at them and say, well, you know what? I was in business, and I tell them, uh, for about 15 years. And I said, I never used language like that. Fact is, I had people try to use the language with me like that when I was in business, and I'd hang the phone up on them. I told one fellow one time he called, and boy, he was he was really. And I said, "Listen, I said, I'm going to hang up if you don't quit talking." He didn't quit talking. I said, "I'm going to hang up if you don't quit talking like it." He kept on. I just hung it up. He called me back. Why'd you hang up? I said, "Phil, I'm going to tell you something." I said, "I've got a dog, and I don't talk to my dog that way." I said, I'm sure not going to let you talk to me that way. Now, you can talk to me. I'll talk with you about anything you want to talk about. He settled down and started talking. I said, okay, I can take care of your problem right here on the phone. He said, yeah. What is it? I said, there's a such and such switch on there. I said, go pull it. And I said, it'll probably be right, be okay. What do you mean? I said, you probably hit it when you moved it. He went and, put, and, and pulled the switch on it. Guess what? It's fine. Our problem is, is that we try to separate our lives for everything. No, my friend. We're to build on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Every part of our life is to be on that foundation. When you start hanging things off the foundation, your building's going to tumble. Keep it on the foundation of Jesus Christ. We are His workmanship created unto good works. Not only that, but our hope is to be built and placed upon this foundation, Jesus Christ. You know, the world puts their hope in everything. They put it in government. You know, it's amazing how many people, oh man, I tell you what, we got to get that stimulus check, got to get that stimulus check. And their hope is in a stimulus check. Can I tell you something? My hope's not in a stimulus check. Well, preacher, I bet you're, you know, what if what the church says, we don't have money to pay for, pay you this week. Guess what? My hope's not in the paycheck here. God has always taken care of me. My hope is in Jesus Christ. 
He is my foundation. That's where I'm going to put my hope. You say, well, if you don't get paid, I'll go out and dig ditches, whatever i got to do. I'll go flip hamburgers. I'm not too good to flip hamburgers. I'm not too good to dig a ditch. Hey, listen, I've, I've, dipped, I've dipped septic tanks out with buckets before. Don't bother me. A job's a job. Sometimes you just got to take a longer bath than you did the other time. <laughs> and then you don't want to, and then when you sit down to eat, you really don't want to use your hands. <laughs> but the bottom line is, is, hey, listen, my hope is not in all those things. My hope is in Jesus Christ. And in Titus 2.13 says, looking for that blessed hope. Let me back up there. By the way, I'll just throw this in. It'll cost you a dime. Work. I see, I, 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 I go, I, I see these people sitting out with signs. Want money. The majority, not all, but the majority say, oh, you are mean. No, the majority of them won't work. Why? Because they make more money sitting there begging. Can I tell you something? Get a job. I seen one the other day. He younger than me. He was stronger than me. Well, jobs are so hard to find. Less than a, oh, about a block away, a sign over here says hiring. Another sign down the street, hiring. Now, they may not like the job. But one job generally leads to another job. It ain't cost you anything. I just thought I'd throw that in. <clears throat> our hopes in Jesus Christ. Looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hey, listen, my... Hey, Jesus Christ rose from the dead. My hope is in Jesus Christ. He's coming again. That's where my hope is. And I'll be honest with you. All this, this stuff, well, what we got to do, man, the next election. Yeah, I, I want to see the next election go right. But my hope's not in the election. My hope is in the one that's coming back in the air for me one of these days. And if he doesn't come back and I die first, guess what? I'm still going to meet him, amen? Because that's where my hope is. My hopes were put in Jesus Christ. 1975, in the middle of May, on a Wednesday night, my hope got placed in Jesus Christ. And my hope has never changed. And my friend, not just in salvation, but in other areas of our lives, our hope ought to be in Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1.13 says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, which is the coming of Jesus Christ, the revelation is. Of Jesus Christ. Our hope is to be in Jesus Christ. Hope in anything or anyone else will not stand the storms of life. Our hope must be firmly planted on the foundation of Jesus Christ. So basically what I'm saying about talking about building our hope on that foundation is this. Everything else, if you build your hope on your job, one of these days you'll lose the job or something will happen on a job you'll and you'll not be able to do the job. The job may close. Or guess what? It is possible that there might be a pandemic 
and everything gets shut down. Could you believe that would happen? Your hope shouldn't be in the job. Your hope should be built on Jesus Christ. Fact is, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Our hope is to be built on Jesus Christ. Hope in every area of our lives, not just work, not just eternal things, but everything today. Our hope is placed on Jesus Christ, laid in that found, on that foundation. Our worship is to be built upon the foundation of Jesus Christ, the glorious Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ. The psalmist said in Psalms 29, 2, says, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Worship the Lord in beauty of holiness, in the beauty of holiness. So basically our worship shouldn't be of, I don't want to hurt anybody's sins, but I'm going to. Shouldn't be in ball players. He say, yeah, but man, they can make a basket preacher. Do you know that you can train a seal to do the same thing? Oh, but, man, they can catch a ball. You can train a dog to do that. Our worship shouldn't be about sports and all this other stuff. Hollywood. Oh, don't get me started. Our hope, or not our hope, but our worship should be built on Jesus Christ. And worshiping Him and magnifying Him and lifting Him up in our lives. Glorifying Him in all that we say and do. Our everyday life, no matter what it is, we ought to look at it and say, I want to build today and tomorrow and everything else. It should be built and established upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. We need to get back to building our nation upon this foundation of Jesus Christ. Fact is, it says, righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. America has got off the foundation. We started this nation on the foundation of Jesus Christ. You know, they don't want to teach that in history. But you go back and you look at our Constitution, which you're trying to get away from the Constitution continually. But you go back to the Constitution, and you'll find the Lord laced all the way through that, the principles of God. You go back and read some history, and I've got some books downstairs that you ought to read what some of our founding fathers said about the Constitution and about God. I'm talking about when they said, talking about departing from God and the nation would fail. The founding fathers. And yet we don't have that in our history books today anymore. We've, t- we've wiped that out. That's called part of that cancel culture that started years ago, to be honest with you. Now they've moved up. Now they're working on Pepe Le Pew and, and all them, you know. But the fact is, is that we need to build our nation upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. Then we must be wise master builders. As we build on this foundation, we, we've talked about what we need to build on this foundation, but we've got to be wise in building. Too many times we... Christians are building without wisdom. 
Look at verse 10 there. It says, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me. That's what it says, as a wise master builder. It didn't just say that you was a builder. He said, as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation and another built thereon. It says, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. There's nothing wrong with the foundation. He says, wait a minute. He said, you got a good foundation. Now build with the right materials. Build it in the right way. Just because you got a foundation that's solid and doesn't mean that you can just throw it together any old shack and expect it to endure the trying fires of the Lord. Too many Christians today, they say, yeah, I put my trust in Jesus Christ and I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. And, and, but they're throwing any old type of shack up on that foundation and they're not worried about what they're building with. If I was to come out to your house and brought some, you know, say, uh, say Carl and I come out there and, and uh, Thomas and, and Austin, we come out there and we, we look at you got the foundation laid and you say, I, I want this house and, and built and everything. We look at it and I, I look at them and Thomas is over, he's figuring, you know, he's the one with the calculator and the money and, you know, figuring all this here and, and uh, 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 Austin and, and uh, uh, Carl's over there, they're measuring stuff out and calling things to him like that. I'm just standing there looking at it. And uh, Thomas rings up a number and he says, we can build you a house on this just like you want with all these rooms and everything and the bathrooms and all this that you described. We can build this for you for $200,000. And he said, man, that's a lot of money. Okay. I called Thomas over. I said, I know where we can get some stuff. If we'd use this and this and this, what, what can we knock off of it? He's figuring. I said, okay, we can build this for you for $75. He said, man, you must going to be used junk. It's called cardboard. You say, that's ridiculous. Not any more ridiculous than what a lot of Christians are doing today in the way that they're building on a wonderful foundation, Jesus Christ. Yeah. We're the temple of God. We're not a piece of trash that you pump full of all the world's filth and junk. We're the temple of God. We're to shine forth as lights for Jesus Christ. We're not to be covered with the filth of this world and the stench of this world. We're to build and be wise in how we build and use the right type of materials in, in our building of our lives and all that we do for the Lord Jesus Christ. See, not only are we to build on this great foundation, the Lord Jesus Christ, but we're to take heed how we build. There again, verse 10 says, But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. A man by the name R. Lee Sharp wrote a, a little poem. My pastor years ago used to quote this poem a lot. And as I was studying this, I, it, it popped in my mind immediately, and so I put it down. 
and it's called Princes and Kings. Some know it by a different title that were built us for eternity. But the poem goes like this. Isn't it strange how princes and kings and clowns that caper in sawdust rings and common people like you and me are builders for eternity. Each is given a list of rules, a shapeless mess, and a bag of tools. And each must fashion ere life is flown a stumbling block or a stepping stone. And so true is it that the Lord, He's given us the, the list of rules. He's given us the tools. But can I tell you something else? He's also given us the building materials. You remember David, King David. The Bible says that he was a man of war and he wanted to build a, a temple for God. We had the Ark of the Covenant and all that was being brought into the, into the, into the, uh, the, the tents and the tabernacle there. And David said, why should I live in sealed houses, otherwise built houses, nice houses and, and beautiful palace? And the Ark of God is out in a tent. And he said, let's build a temple for him. Let's build a, a, a beautiful temple for for the place of the Ark of the Covenant to the place of God. Even though God doesn't dwell in places like that, and, and yet He could not dwell in that, but a place that He could put His name upon. And the prophet said, that's great. It wasn't long the prophet came back to him. He said, God said, the Father said, the Heavenly Father said, that you shall not build Him a temple because you've been a man of war. But your son, Solomon, that'll sit upon your throne after you die, he will build the temple. Do you know what David did? Though David could not build the temple, you read it, he continually was gathering all the building materials for the temple. Gold, precious stones, cedars out of Lebanon, all kinds of things. He was continually gathering the building materials while he was still alive for that beautiful temple. You know what? You and I, as we build, we have the Word of God, the, the rules, you might say, the, or could I say it's the, the blueprint, the blueprint for how we're to build. He's given us the tools, the abilities. Some of us have different tools. Some of us have different abilities. But he's given, he's given each person here abilities and tools to build upon that foundation. But he didn't stop there. He said, I have gathered in gold and silver and precious stones for you to build upon that foundation. Now, the gold, the silver, the precious stones are not what we may think as far as in this world, but it's those things which bring honor and glory to God. But our problem is many times we go out and we go down to the cheap, cheapest lumber yard we can get and we buy wood, second, seconds, wood, hay, and stubble. And we come back and begin to build on the foundation of the Lord. Oh, we may pick up some of the gold. We may pick up some of the silver in our lives and put it there, but we're mixing it with the wood, hay, and stubble. 
most of us. They haven't canceled it yet, but I'm, I bet they will. The story of the three little pigs. Remember that? One built a house out of sticks. One built it out of straw. Another one built it out of brick. The wolf came, which would be a picture of the, of the old devil, began to blow upon the, the house that was made out of, out of the straw, and it blew, blew it down. Couldn't stand. You see, you don't have a foundation that'll hold straw. The straws can't put up with the wind anyways. He comes to the other little pig's house. By the way, he devoured that pig. And that's what Satan will do. Comes to the second little pig's house, and there it is. He's built out of sticks. He huffs, he puffs, he blows it down. He eats the little pig. Why? Because it's made out of wood. He comes to the other pig that had built his out of brick. He huffs, he puffs, he huffs, he puffs, he huffs, he puffs, he huffs, he puffs. Has coronary. Had COVID. <clears throat> he couldn't blow down the little brick house. You know why? Made out of stone. You say, preacher, you just took the three little pigs and, and used it as an illustration in a sermon? Sure. I got to get on everybody's level, amen? But I think we can see with that. God's given us gold, silver, and precious stones. That which will stand the testing of time. So we're to build upon this foundation of Jesus Christ, but we're to be wise master builders. We're to be wise in the materials and that we use, and those materials are those things which we bring honor and glory to God. See, before each of us lay the building materials each day, and we... Every day that you go out, every day you get up, you've got to choose what you're going to build with that day. Let me repeat that. Each and every day you get up, you must choose what you're going to build with that day. Wood, hay, stubble, gold, silver, precious stones. So, well, preacher, I don't even think about that. You know, I just kind of go through the day. Probably building with wood, hay, and stubble then. Because it takes some thought. And it takes some decision making. It takes some desire to build with the gold, the silver, and the precious stones in your life. Because in your heart and in your mind, you're making a decision, a conscious decision. Today I want to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. Today I want to get in His Word. Today I want to pray. Today I want to walk with God. Today I want to be a witness for the Lord. Today I want to get the gospel out. Today I want to bring honor and glory to His name. Today I want to have a right spirit. Today I want to be a blessing. Today I want to be an encouragement. Today I want to point people to Christ. Or you can just float through and Pull the wood, hay, and stubble out of your pack and begin to build that day. Verse 12 says there in 1 Corinthians 3, it says, Now if any man build upon, the found, upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble, every man's work shall be manifest, otherwise checked out. He's going to tell the truth on it. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Now, it's not talking about deciding whether you're going to heaven or hell here. This is talking about a Christian's life. And your life and my life, as we come before the Lord, 
all that we've built with, the fire's going to be put to it. We're going to see what's going to stand. The wood, the hay, and the stubble is going to burn up. The gold, the silver, the precious stones will remain. And whatever remains is what we will have to cast at the feet of Jesus. Terrible it would be to reach down and all that's left from your life because you built with the wrong things in your life, didn't care about the things of God, was a handful of ashes. But oh, how we ought to want to cast some crowns at the feet of Jesus Christ. So if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so is by fire. If any man's work abide, he says he shall... They built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. We need to choose wisely as we build, for one day our work will be tried by the purifying fires of the Lord. Only that which has been truly built for the Lord, for the honor and glory of the Lord, will stand the fire. And that which stands will be a reward. And Jesus is that foundation of truth. John 14, 6, as Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is truth. And we've preached about the way, the truth, and the life as, as the names of Jesus also. But when you begin to look at it, Jesus is truth. His word is truth. And we must build upon the foundation with truth. Preacher, what's truth? Truth. He said, thy word is truth. And we must build upon the foundation of Jesus Christ according to truth. Not according to Dr. Phil, Oprah Winfrey, Dr. Spock, or anybody else, but truth. Truth. We need to go to this blessed book and find our building materials. And build with truth. And in closing, Jesus is the foundation of life. He is life. He's the giver of life. And without Him, there can be no eternal life. Our lives would be built for Him and not for self. Again, we are His workmanship. Create unto good works. Our life is about building for Him on His foundation, on Jesus Christ. When I say life, I'm talking about everything in our life. Our actions, our thoughts, our words, what we do with this life that He has given us, that He's blessed us with. Our life is to be built upon that foundation, Jesus Christ. Just another name or title, you might say, of Jesus Christ. He said that foundation is Jesus Christ. And oh, how we need to build upon that foundation. Not the things of this world. Everything else will be sands. When the winds come, when the rains come, the fall will be great. But when we build on that rock, Jesus Christ, it'll stand the test of times. 
doesn't mean that you're not going to have storms. That's the whole purpose of having a good foundation. It's so that you can weather the storms. That way you can have hope and trust because you know your foundation's good when you build upon Jesus Christ. Build upon Jesus Christ. Let's bow. Father, we thank you for loving us. Help us now, Lord, I pray, to build upon you, on Jesus Christ, that foundation which is greater than all. Lord, every part of our life, everything about us as a Christian should be built upon the foundation, Jesus Christ. Have your will and way in the invitation. Maybe some need to come and say, Lord, help me to build. Help me to have an understanding. Help me to build with the right materials. Help me to, Lord, to my whole life, not just part of it, not just Sunday, not just Wednesday, but every day, Lord, help me to get up and to choose the building materials and to build upon that foundation. Lord, there might be somebody here that doesn't know Jesus Christ, their Savior. They don't have that foundation in their life. Let them come, Lord, and let us take a Bible and show them how they can receive Jesus Christ as their Savior. And that foundation will be laid in their life. And Father, I pray now, strengthen us and guide us. Have your will and way, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand with our heads bowed, our eyes closed, no one looking around.